wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's our privilege to have you with us uh, today and uh, being part of this program. I always would like to mention that, that you can uh, be part of this program if you send us a text message on 0488-880811. You can write a text message with a question or a comment during the program and we'll be very happy to share that on air. Um, you just need to be courageous and send us a text message. Don't hesitate. Now, on the same number, you will receive a free copy a book uh, which will give away today. A wonderful book, actually. I will come to that a little bit later on, but keep this number uh, safe. Write it down there if you don't have it already. Again, the number is 488 it's my privilege to welcome our co-host today and uh, David Alima from Family Voice Australia is with us for the whole hour. Yes, it's great to be spending the time with you, Nick, and uh, quite wintry here in Adelaide, but uh, I hope people are keeping dry and and uh, cosy wherever they might be around the country. You see, you're getting uh, too much used to the beautiful city of uh, Port Augusta with the nice hot weather there. Yes, we normally get sunshine there, but it's been raining and raining in these last few days. Right. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we had quite a bit of rain um, around here too. Actually, to be honest, uh, for quite a while I haven't experienced this, mm. you know, sort of um, spring. Uh, going towards summer now mm. and uh, yeah. still a lots of uh, rain and wet. I like it, actually. It's yes. nice and green and uh, plants are doing well in the garden. I don't need to mm. water as much. The farmers are not so pleased. It's true because they can compromise some of the crops. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we take it as it comes, David. Uh, we cannot change that, yeah. uh, even though people are trying to, mm. to change things mm. and to... Um, yeah, to do different um, things. But hey, uh, today it's a very important um, topic for mm-hmm. us, and I'm so happy to have you with us for the full hour. Uh, as I mentioned a bit earlier, uh, we, we get to have you here for at least a short interview mm-hmm. uh, pretty much every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pleased to have you in the studio for this time. And we are talking, um, the whole week we approach this topic uh, of uh, the Bible, religion and Christian parenting. Yeah. And we dealt with some of the questions like uh, parenting without guilt. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. And in these days, you know, could be challenging. Oh, yeah. To, to stand in your parent shoes mm. and um, try to guide or to mm. discipline, if you yeah. like, oh, yeah. uh, is not as easy no. as when we grew up. True. And we are pretty much, you know, on a similar age, you know, mm. and uh, it's, it's very different. But, yeah, we discussed that uh, with Will uh, at the start of the week, uh, how that will be possible, you know, to to still be a parent without guilt. Yes. 
By the way, if you miss uh, some of these programs and if you like to listen back, uh, you need to just go on uh, our website, faithfm.com.au, stream it uh, there, or even more simply, you could download Faith FM app. Fate FM Australia, make sure that's Fate FM Australia, not Fate FM US or uh, you listen to another broadcast. But yeah, download that app on your device uh, and you can listen back to the programs which you missed. Another question we tackled was, um, how can I better enjoy children and grandchildren? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure uh, grandparents, they actually, that's the um, highlight, if you like, of their <laughs> retirement or maybe, you know, of, mm-hmm. of their uh, life. Um, also, we talked about uh, how can I build resilience in children mm-hmm. and boundaries? Are they needed? What is reasonable and yeah. what not? You see, we dealt with those questions, but mm-hmm. today we want to, David, approach it even from a more biblical perspective. Yes. Because we are going to talk about a spiritual family. Is it possible? A spiritual family. Now, the term family, David, um, can be used uh, very loose. True. In many aspects. But the meaning of family, whatever, wherever you use it, it's still, in my opinion, positive, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, now, you may use the term family even, you know, uh, church. You say, oh, mm-hmm. this is our family yes. church. Even a club, you say, oh, I'm part of this family, this group, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many aspects where uh, family is used. And probably because of the use of the word in different aspects, maybe we lose of the meaning yes. of family, how it was intended by God mm-hmm. in first place mm-hmm. as an institution. Yes. I mean, it's one of the first institutions created by God, yes. family. Now, David, you are the director of Family Voice Australia uh-huh. for South Australia and Northern Territory, mm-hmm. and uh, you are passionate about uh, uplifting the values mm-hmm. of family Absolutely. In, vari- in various circles. Mm-hmm. How would you like to describe or uh, just bring it to a bit of a more definition when I will say family, what that yeah, means to you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very tricky question. In Hebrew, for example, there is no word for family, only the word household. So it's relating more to the architecture mm-hmm. <laughs> than anything else. Uh, who's under the same roof, you might say. And when you think about the Passover in ancient times, when that blood was sprinkled on the doorway, the angel passed over the house. And if there was no blood, then the firstborn son uh, in that household would die. Yes. So uh, buildings are very important things in relation to the definition of family. And to some extent, family is self-defining. It's the people who are living together. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with that, of course, is that in our modern world, we've got all sorts of permutations on the traditional notion of family. And I think the traditional notion is really a created one. It's part of creation because you you cannot have a family biblically understood without a man and a woman. Yes. Uh, because you need those two in order to produce children. And even a married couple, we wouldn't call that a family. We'd call that a marriage. Mm-hmm. And when the the first baby is on the way, we might say that the lady is in the family way. Right. It's an English expression, in the family way. Or, or a, a couple might say, we're thinking of starting a family. 
So even if you are married already, uh, but yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we think when you're starting when you're a family, planning yeah, for children, family, yeah, that's mm. how traditionally we've expressed ourselves. So we've kind of moved on a bit from that, sadly. But I think that those concepts are really very valuable. That we need a man and a woman, and we need children. And that is a family. And if they're married, uh, so much the better. It is possible to have children without being married, mm. as we all know. Mm. But it's best when children emerge from the covenanted unity, which we call marriage, because the people who are willing to make a, a, a covenant or an agreement or a public declaration with the ceremony and the rings and the wedding mm. dress and all of that, they're much more likely to persist and to raise children who are going to be responsible and useful adults. Absolutely. And that's interesting that you mentioned that uh, because, um, I mean, even uh, in my time, mm. but uh, even, you know, much back in history, um, family was very much as a unit of uh, uh, maybe a couple of generations uh, living together yeah, uh, there. And as you just pointed out so well, even uh, today, you may have children out of family. You may not be married, have a, but back in those days, they were not considered like a, a family. Mm-hmm. If you have a child, that was um, a big thing, and mm-hmm. uh, you were, you were a little bit more ostracized. You know, mm-hmm. you were pushed out of the family because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. brought um, whatever shame yes. to the family yes. and those things. But um, I remember when I grew up. Uh, in a very small village, you know, in Transylvania, you know, the the foot of the mountains there, uh, we lived um, maybe three families in one yes. house. Yes. And uh, I remember my mother used to tell me that even in her time, they were waiting. There were so many families in the house that they were waiting to cook in, you know, uh, each family, uh, you know, uh, to yeah, <laughs> for yeah. if they cook differently, you know what I mean? Mm. But um, family, it was important and in my opinion it should be still very important as a unit in these days um, children as soon as they get you know whatever uh, 14 or something like that they they almost they leave house you know yeah. 14 16 or whatever Sometimes, yeah. and um, it's not so much that um, nucleus you know I mean mm. as mm. we used to uh, yeah. experience before well, people are staying at home longer these days, children. That That's is, true. And then mm-hmm. they may move out and they may move back in again. Uh, whereas uh, back in our day, uh, people left home much earlier. Mm. So these things do shift and change. So we, we're quite unsettled when you think about it. Our society is quite unsettled about what is family, mm. what is the value of family. So this is the most important discussion today, Nick. Absolutely. And we are going to talk about the spirituality mm. of the mm. family yeah. because as uh, we pointed out, yeah, you can we can continue to talk for the whole hour about family, what that is. Uh, but let's see mm. if uh, in our time, mm. in the 21st mm. century, mm. if spirituality is still an important factor. Absolutely. In family, and is that a reality in yes. family, or or is just somewhere a, um, a good thing to to think of, but it's not so practical, mm. or is not practiced, I will say, yes. uh, so much. What's yes. your uh, experience on this? Yeah, we desperately need a spirituality of family. We desperately need to recognize that human beings are not just physical and mental, but also spiritual. In fact, the spiritual dimension is the most real of the dimensions, if I can put it that way. They're all important, but we often forget spirituality. And yet, uh, heaven is our destiny. 
we we have an eternal destiny, a spiritual destiny, and yet we're so busy focusing on our mental situation, so busy wor- working on our physical situation, work, school, education, shopping, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. We neglect the spiritual dimension. And yet when Jesus was ministering, he was always thinking spiritual thoughts. I love that phrase uh, of Jesus, the man from heaven. And we all need to think of ourselves as people who, as we come into faith, into the kingdom of God, we become citizens of heaven. So we need to start thinking heavenly thoughts and speaking heavenly words and exhibiting heavenly actions. Sure. So in the family, we've got marriage, we've got the raising of children, we've also got grandparenting, and there's a spiritual aspect to all of those which is so profound. And if we if we neglect that spiritual dimension, then we won't understand marriage properly. Mm. We won't understand parenting properly or grandparenting. That's right. And also in family, David, um, in the olden days, I'm not sure if it's practiced as much these days, but it was very important to have like the the priest of the house, mm. if you like. I mean, mm. even in in a marriage relationship, the husband, uh, biblically, it's, it's it's called to be the leader, the yes, yes. the priest of the house. That's right. Uh, I mean, you mentioned about the hus- household, as yeah. as I said, the living even two three generations together. There was somebody who was in charge of yeah. that family. Yeah. It may be the grand grandfather, or yeah. maybe the grand. Father or whatever, um, but he was in charge, you know, and watching over the the whole well being of that family, yes, spiritually, you know, uh, financially, Mm -hmm. um, and many other aspects. But spiritually, I think that was the the role Mm -hmm. of the priest, you know, because Mm -hmm. uh, even in Israel, a priest was chosen to make sure that spiritually, correct, uh, the family is. It's in the right place. Correct. And this is in the Old Testament in, in uh, regard to Abraham. It speaks there of a man and his household. Mm-hmm. And then in the New Testament, of course, we've got this notion of fatherhood, which relates to relationships. Paul says, for example, I was a father among you, encouraging, comforting, and urging. So he's using the family terminology to apply to the church there. But that principle of serving as a father and leading as a father is a wonderful one. We could also speak, of course, of the spirituality of marriage. Perhaps we've jumped ahead sure, slightly. Yes. But in, in marriage, we have a wonderful opportunity for prophetic role playing mm. because our sexuality is based on the, on the future consummation of the marriage of Christ and the church. So our sexuality has a current application and a, a a testimony, if you like, or a prophecy about the future. So uh, Ephesians chapter 5 gives wonderful instructions here, saying that husbands should love their wives as Christ the church, and women should respond as the church to Christ. So it's the relationship between Christ and the church that we need to pattern our marriages on. And if we don't pattern our marriages on that, what do we pattern them on? Mm. Hollywood, uh, the latest media fads about relationships or good looks or whatever it might be. No, mm. it's got to be anchored in creation and in redemption. So in creation, Jesus says God made humans male and female, and He, Paul speaks wonderfully about the union of Christ and the church as the pattern for husbands and wives. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, as you very well pointed out, uh, uh, if you look from 
that perspective in the Bible. Of course, uh, in society today, uh, people can act differently, uh, in particular uh, with the children, mm. because um, sometimes we just want to live for the moment, to our children to be special, famous, uh, mm-hmm. all those things, and we forget to put those bases, you know, for long term, exactly. uh, not to allow the, um, just the um, excitement of the day or of the, you know, the moment right. to, right. to guide us and to impact yes. our yes. family. That, that's right. And David, just uh, as, as you said, probably we jumped a little bit uh, um, ahead of ourselves, uh, but we'll come to a few uh, aspects of particularly how can we live and have to enjoy a strong family, yes. spiritual family? Yes. But yes. the families, it's also formed, as we talked about, not only by uh, uh, male and female and children, but also relatives uh, like, you yes. know, um, cousins, yes. uh, right. uncles, mm. Uh, mm. Uh, we mentioned grandparents and so on, mm. part of the first, if you like, the nucleus of the family. Mm. But, mm. um, is that important? Oh, you know the yeah. the relatives which absolutely. are part of the family to to be also kept in line, yes. if you like, yes. with the, with the spiritual That's values. Right. Well, you think of Abraham and Lot; they were relatives, and when Lot was in trouble, Abraham came to the rescue. Mm-hmm. There's this wonderful phrase in Scripture called the kinsman redeemer. It's mentioned in the book of Ruth, and when one even fairly distant family member was in trouble. That individual, who was called the kinsman redeemer, it's really a type of Christ, mm. a pattern of Christ, uh, he would be ready to swing into action to sort out the problem and come to the rescue. So we need those in our modern families today. Cousins are part of creation as well. And in our cousins, we see a version of ourselves because they'll often have the same surname mm-hmm. and they are partly strangers and partly well-known because we tend to see well, children certainly tend to see their cousins maybe not every day, maybe not every week, maybe once a month or once a year or whatever it might be. And when they come together, they are a little bit um, shy perhaps for a few minutes mm-hmm. and then straight away they're into interacting. Yes. So with our cousins, we have as children, we have the opportunity to learn to talk to strangers and to reconnect with people. So it's a wonderful mm. socialization process. And unfortunately, a nation such as Australia, which is so full of migrants, it's often the case that children are raised without cousins. My wife, for example, um, she is the daughter of a lady from England and a fellow from Croatia. So my wife grew up not knowing any cousins mm. or aunts or uncles or grandparents for that matter. So that's the difficulty when you live in a nation of migration such Mm. as Australia. I think you touch a very sensitive um, Mm. um, issue here Mm. because uh, I came across myself with some of my friends, Mm. uh, how their children are affected because um, they cannot have a very good uh, interaction with their cousins. Mm. And for them, their cousins are probably even more closer than their uh, parents and uh, you know Uh because you know with the parents you live in the house uh, with all the things but with the cousins you can separate a little bit and talk about some other um, things you know dreams and whatever and I came across uh, some families which they cannot come together because of the differences in Mm. you know in between brothers and uh, family family difficulties difficulties. 
and then uh, the children suffers, cousins and the extended family suffers. In my time, you know, when I grew up, when somebody did a silly thing or, you know, whatever, or a good thing, the whole family were either proud or embarrassed. Mm. The whole family, you know, cousins and aunts and uncles. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think you pointed out very well. But look, family, uh, David, it was created with a purpose. That's right. I mean, first of all, God says that was it's not good for men to be yes, alone. Yes. And he created uh, the lady, mm. which is, I heard about some people say, whoa, man, you know, which the, <laughs> the woman comes from, <laughs> from that one. Uh, but yeah, God uh, created family also with a purpose, I believe. Yes. Would you be able to just maybe point out a couple of um, uh, things. Uh, what was the intention yes. of God with the family? Right. In a nutshell, to provide the prophetic opportunity of Christ and the church. Mm. That means that I'm to love my wife as Jesus loves the church. So I've never got close to that yet. Mm. I'm working on it. And my wife is to respond as the church. And the when we think of the clash between Christ and the church, when Jesus was ministering, uh, th- there was such a clash going on. They, they, the people couldn't understand what Jesus was saying. He spoke about he was going to die and rise, and they, they couldn't understand. Or Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Well, we, we have plenty of dramas in, in marriage, and sometimes we wonder, you know, what on earth have we got ourselves in for when things are going wrong? But we need to recognize that at that point, we have the opportunity to exhibit grace under fire. So the the grit is necessary for the oyster to produce the pearl, yes. just to change the analogy. But in a man and a woman trying to unite, trying to journey together, trying to figure out how each other's mind works, it's a lifelong process and it requires huge commitment. That's why there's to be a decision to love, not simply a feeling to love. Mm. Feelings come and go, but the, the decision is another matter. Jesus set his face resolutely towards Jerusalem. He was a man of determination, and that really sets the pattern for marriage. Absolutely, yes. And parenting, we have the opportunity to exhibit the fatherhood of God. And Jesus told the parable of the lost son, or the prodigal son, as it's sometimes called. And that father was so patient, uh, he was prepared to liquidate some of his assets in order to give the money to the boy who would then squander it but he's ready to welcome him back. Mm. He runs to the boy when the boy is coming towards him. He's heard no word of repentance or sorrow yet, but he runs to his son and throws his arms around him and kisses him. Now, this is a huge challenge, but it's speaking of the fatherhood of God, which means that, that when fathers get it right and mothers get it right, because, because they work together as parents, obviously, when they get it right, when they exhibit grace under fire, they are understanding something of what God has had to go through And they are giving testimony to the children, friends and neighbors, anyone that's watching, as to the patience and mercy and love of God. That's true. And even before, um, because family, you know, was instituted before the fall. Yes. And um, we know in the Bible also about the unfallen beings, you know, uh, which that's family Mm. for God. Mm. And uh, I believe also that family was created to bring glory to to God exactly. If I will, um, I'm just thinking of a passage in the Bible in Isaiah chapter six, for example, verse um, two and three says that above all stood, you know, the seraphims, mm. 
Um, each one had six wings. With two, they cover their face. With two, they cover their feet. And with the two, they flew, you know, and uh, cry out yes. to each other. And they used to say or so- sing, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of mm-hmm. hosts. Mm-hmm. I think f- today, and that's probably where we would like to to touch a little base a little bit more about the spirituality yes. of family. Is family today still bringing glory to God? Mm, good question. Or are we just um, oriented to, to, to the demands of life, to the wants we have and we all have plenty? Yes. Um, I think that's a very good, uh, very good uh, question. Mm. And if I'll go even further, uh, you know, in uh, Second Peter, because, um, you know, somewhere in, in between, uh, unfortunately, that drama came, you know, and uh, the human beings, they fall into sin. Yes. And the separation mm. was there. Uh, they were not able mm. to bring glory to God as was intended. You know, they hide themselves. Yes. But mm. God, in his mercy and love for them, they rescued them. They looked after them and they God still want to, still want us to have that experience mm. of us worshiping God and Him blessing us uh, to the fullness mm. of um, of life. Let's take a song now. Yeah. Uh, I will play a song, but just before I'll play the song, I would like to mention to our listeners that right after the song, we'll give uh, the book which you have prepared for us. You just need to have ready this number, 488 one on the same number you can be part of our program and maybe ask a question or uh, just place a comment there what do you think about the spirituality of family in our times but right now Sandra Etterman would wait well At the grocery store With a million and one things Maybe some more That you've got to get done To meet a deadline Do you stand there and curse Or wait well Then you get on the road And you find yourself stuck Just ahead there's a learner Driving his truck And there's no chance to pass No alternative route Do you sit on his tail Or wait well And that friend that you're meeting You're gonna let down But you get there to find They're nowhere to be found Now they're holding you up It's time you don't have Do you pace up and down Or wait well That you're following Christ Every chance that you get You share the Lord of your life But so many take so long To accept and believe Do you give up too soon Or wait well 
And there's some in your family who are wearing you thin You have prayed every prayer you can send up to him But you're not seeing change, no improvements in sight Do you write them all off or wait well? And the world's in a mess, getting worse every day You find yourself wondering how long will he take There are so many suffering, can he not see our plight? Do you question and doubt or wait well? find out download the free faith fm app for your smartphone or tablet to see our full daily schedule of programs and music this program is made possible by the support of adventist world radio and we welcome you back to faith fm drive time uh, big Q&A with nick rita and our co-host is david de lima from family voice australia we are talking today about uh, a spiritual family is it possible now we promise you that uh, we have a nice book a free offer for you today and that's called family first and you just need to send us a, a code which is sa26 make sure that sa stands together with 26 no space sa stands for south australia and number 26 and you can um, request this uh, wonderful book by Jim uh, Hohenberger and this uh, this book it's a it's a very uh, good one because you know all around us you know families are falling apart and uh, no state program or any other things can uh, save uh, family today many fathers are too preoccupied in the um, careers mm-hmm. of life um, and their selfish interests while their loved ones struggle against the uh, swift uh, current of life. Uh, Jim uh, Hohenberger explores the attitudes, priorities and changes you can make um, that will restore the unity and peace in your family. Now, uh, David, before the break, we were just talking about uh, you know, the role of family. And I'm wondering if you could bring together some principles mm-hmm. here uh, mm-hmm. to share with us uh, uh, how family 
can uh, benefit yes. of a much better life together. Yes. Uh, would you like to share I'd, with I'd us? I'd love to. What I love to to say to families, Nick, is that there is meaning in the madness. Mm. There is meaning in the madness. Instead of us throwing up our hands and wondering what have we done wrong, we need to recognize our heart. This is the prophetic opportunity to role-play Christ in the church or to role-play to dramatize the fatherhood of God. Mm. So bearing that in mind, it's just revolutionary, Nick. It, uh, it, it sets us up the right way instead of being upside down. When we deny the spiritual dimension or forget it or don't know about it, we really are navigating without a map. So the scriptures are very helpful there to to guide our thinking as to the wonderful prophetic opportunity. Wonderful. So once you've got that in mind, then there's no limit to how you may progress things because when you have long-suffering and faithfulness, then you have persistence, and uh, that is greatly needed. Instead of people saying, oh, that's it, you know, I've had enough of this, I'm getting out of here, where's my Harley Davidson, I can jump on that and <laughs> mm. ride off into the sunset. No, instead, uh, the man will be bound to the house. That's the, that's part of the meaning of being a husband, really, uh, to be bound. And um, the, the the notion of, of being a, a committed father is so important. You've touched on that as you were commending the book and that's a great title by the way mm. family first sounds a bit like the political party which used to exist i was going then, to ask if that's still uh, yeah, it, uh, it disappeared and it's being revived now by two competing groups which is not very helpful mm. but there we are uh, but putting family first is very important because if we can fix family we fix everything we fix the church we mm. fix the community we fix the environment we fix education uh, the family is so central we've got to get it right And that means understanding particular, in particular the spiritual dynamic. Now, having said that, we've, we've got to be, um, well, we can't be so heavenly minded that we're of no earthly use, as the old saying goes. So, so being heavenly minded means that we're going to make it work one way or the other, which requires determination, commitment, and resolution uh, to carry out some of these kind of practical suggestions For example, to spend one evening each week as a, as a family TV-free. Mm. So one night a week, the TV goes off and the internet goes off and the mobile phones go off. This is a very hard discipline for families. Yes. But if we're serious about relationships and, and being prophetic and being spiritual and being dynamic, then we need to shut, shut down some of the electronic gadgetry. And, and play a game of Monopoly or play mm. a game of cards or play a game of chess or something like that, a game of charades. You know, years ago there was there was no TV, there was no computer. People had a piano, they could sing around the piano, and before pianos were invented, they could just sing, uh, and they would find ways. They would sit around the fire, toast marshmallows, and why not bring back some of those wonderful traditional activities? And I like that you said the, this... Uh Uh, weekly, yeah, uh, because yeah. it's not just once, um, correct, a year or twice, no, or no, you know, no, Christmas no. and um, yeah. Easter yeah. or whatever. Christmas is coming soon, but make a make a intentional correct. approach correct. to be a regular thing. Exactly. Now uh, that's a big ask. I realize families can, with young kids can start off by just doing one hour per week, mm. just one hour as family time. And it'll be so enriching that the kids will be begging for more. 
you, you can take your family out for breakfast once a week, you know, to go to McDonald's or Hungry Jack's or something like that is not very expensive once a week. And what it does, Nick, is it, it breaks patterns of dysfunction because to have a dysfunction, you, you need a location. So change the location. Think outside the square. Uh, think outside the box, as it were. Get out of the family home and go to, the, to a local place where you can have breakfast or it could be any meal. Mm. And, and suddenly, you know, people are on their best behavior because they're out in public and you, you can't have an argument in public easily. Uh, it's, it's, it's much harder. It's not foolproof, yes. but it's much harder. So that's another thought. Arrange for a family photograph. Mm. Compile a family tree. Uh, none of this is, is rocket science. Uh, establish some traditions such as Pancake Day. Uh, Easter will be coming fairly soon. I'm surprised they haven't got hot cross buns in the shops already because mm-hmm. Christmas is coming. But uh, it'll soon be Easter, and before Easter we have the traditional Pancake Day in many European countries and in Australia. So there's a thought. Here's another little thought. A child lighting a candle for uh, uh to highlight the Sabbath, mm. just lighting a candle. So there are many simple things that that become traditions in our families, and tradition is like the 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 surfer riding the wave. You know, the 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 wave is the tradition, uh, and it imparts spiritual truths. And children will never forget these things. And as they as they see this happening, they'll say, "This is for me." When children, especially, see their fathers. Or, or go off with their fathers, maybe fishing or doing a wilderness trek. They, they will they will say at the end, "Your God will be my God." It's so important that fathers spend time with their children. And when children say, "Look, we're too busy," what we've got to do as fathers is to say, "Look, I need to spend time with you." Yes, because all all their lives the kids have been telling us what they need. It's it's time for us to say what we need. I need to spend time with you, we need to say to our teenage children who are too busy. And if you establish a tradition of taking them out for breakfast one-on-one, once a week, they will continue to do that even in what are known as the cave years when kids isolate themselves in their bedroom. It's like a cave and they're <laughs> like a bear in hibernation mm. in there. They and unfortunately f- these days, David, they isolate themselves with far me- too with, early. Yeah, with media in there. Yeah, and far too early, you know. I mm. mean, in, uh, children are, you know, like three, four, five mm. years old and they, mm. they don't want to come out of their bedroom, That's you know. Right. They want to be separate there because what mm. they do in their bedroom, only they know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they've got the media in there with them. Exactly. So someone else is parenting them. Mm. We've got to put a stop to that. Absolutely. So the, early, the earlier we, we begin these traditions, the, the easier it is, but it's never too late. All right, that's a very, very good, uh, intelligent uh, advice, uh, uh, David. There, and it's possible even in these days mm. with all the, um, unfortunately, with all the um, competition there. But it's possible mm. if you are intentional. Correct. And we need also as parents, I believe, to spend time with God in yes. prayer that that's we right. will will be the living testimony, mm. if you like, Indeed. you know, that. The children can see in us mm. something different because that's the problem. That's why we have so much dysfunctional families mm. uh, because, yeah, we don't have values, yes. not in, yes. in, in par- parents. Uh, how can children then uh, mm. uh, look up to, to some of these things? This is true. Yeah. Anything else would you like to highlight? Well, I, I really encourage the men out there who are fathers to take up their role very seriously. It's pivotal. You've used the, the term priest. 
uh, it's pivotal in the family. When a man comes to faith, the whole family comes to faith. And if he goes to church, they'll all go to church. If he's spiritually dynamic, then everyone in the family will be. Uh, the research is very clear here. And uh, what we need especially, Nick, is to get some of the young fathers in our churches up the front to do things. It might just be to say a prayer or to do a Bible reading or to give thanks for the offering or something. It doesn't have to be a you know, the whole sermon or something. But the more we get different fathers, different young fathers up doing that, the more their children will say, ah, he's taking his faith faith seriously mm. and this will be for me also. So it's quite crucial. I recall when I used to be up front in church, or I still am, but uh, when our when our uh, first son was very little, he'd sort of wander up on stage. Uh, he, he's now a, a kind of a natural leader mm. because he's always seen me leading. Okay. We need in our churches to have children who see their fathers leading. That's very good, very good. Um, as we're talking, David, uh, already some messages coming up, and uh, uh, I love the, the this uh, our listener here is asking us, um, can I please have three copies mm, of yeah. the book? Uh, because I would like, um, you know, to give away to my mm. children, each of my children to give one. And that's wonderful. Yeah. You'll have three books okay. because uh, we will, we are very happy to, um, offer uh, this to those people who are intentional mm. to reach out to their children. And thank you, Marge, for sending, um, that message. And you, you're saying that, that family is so important, especially in this uh, day and age. And they are, children between 14 years and uh, almost two weeks old. All right. Okay. You have uh, a new one uh, coming in your family. Uh, that's uh, wonderful. Congratulations for that. That was not far away. 17 of November. Yeah. Oh, God bless uh, you, Marge, and your whole family. And yeah, you'll have um, uh, three copies of this book. By the way, everyone who's listening there, uh, don't hesitate to send a message to zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one and request our offer for today, which is called uh, "Family First" by Jim uh, Hohenberger. And uh, we mention um, how important it is to to know how to guide. And Jim, it's uh, it's doing very well in this book. You know, giving you some good tips there. David, is it, is it time for another song and then we'll talk about grandparenting? Yeah, I think we're like going to straight to the we'll, grandparent. Right, we'll go straight to and it. And then uh, we'll have a song at the end, yeah. but uh, let's let's move on okay. now. We have maybe another 10 minutes. I'm sure there are many grandparents out there, Nick. And uh, grandparents have a wonderful opportunity as what I call custodians of the wisdom of the ages. And I'm guided by the scriptures here. I'd like to read from Genesis. God says to Abraham, this is Genesis chapter 17 and also chapter 18. God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. Now, this sounds a bit unfair, Nick. How can one man be responsible for the generations to come? Mm. I can be responsible for the present, but I can't be responsible for what happens in a 100 years' time or 200 years' time if we're all still here and the Lord hasn't come back yet. But no, God is, is saying that he has got to direct those after him. So God says, I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So... He he has a responsibility for the future, 
And that means that you and I, Nick, and others out there, grandparents out there, have got to learn to issue directions, mm. issue instructions. Uh, they may not be appreciated, but we've got to do it. We've got to say, I encourage you to walk in the way of faith. I encourage you to receive the faith. I encourage you to turn to Christ for salvation, and I encourage you to say this to your children and your children after, after, long after I'm gone. So this idea of passing the baton, it's also found for us in Psalm 78. What a wonderful psalm that is. Psalm 78. The psalmist there says, I will utter hidden things, things from of old, what we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell the next generation. He decreed statutes or uh, rules for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children so the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children, then they would put their trust in God. Mm. So the psalmist is here speaking about passing the baton of faith across the generations to come so that those who are not yet born will come to faith as a result of what we do today because we are transmitting the faith across the generations by saying, this is what I believe. I urge you, my son, my daughter, to receive this faith also, and I want you to pass it on. They'll get the idea. How wonderful, Nick, it could be when any of us will go and stand before the Lord and worship him in the company of those who we may never see in this life but who come to faith long after we've gone, but will be with us there before the throne of God, worshiping yeah. together. It's an yeah. astonishing concept. So I do commend Psalm 78 to all of our listeners. Oh, thanks for sharing that, uh, David. And as uh, we were um, talking, uh, you know, from the beginning, as parents, these days we may be troubled mm -hmm. by the concept of, uh, you know, uh, so many rules and regulations that you cannot even uh, tell your children yeah. what's right or what to do yeah. uh, freely yes. uh, because uh, they can uh, misunderstand or mm. they, they can take mm. you and challenge you. Yeah. And I heard about children yeah. uh, as little as uh, five, six year old saying uh, things, oh, if you say that or if you do that, yeah. I'm reporting you. Yeah. Uh, because we are trained now. Now, I'm not saying that in any family abuse mm -hmm should have a place. That's right. That's totally out of the concept. Yeah. But uh, I believe as parents, we should still believe in the authority which God gave us yes. as yes. parents. The, to, the role of parents has the role of parents, eroded yeah. terribly. Uh, teachers used to be regarded as, if I can use the Latin phrase, in loco parentis, mm -hmm. in the place of the parent. So that seems to have disappeared now, mm. and uh, our education system increasingly thinks that it has the right to direct the hearts and minds of children, but it's a God-given right to parents, not to the schools or to the government. The government is not responsible for the education, moral or otherwise, of children. Mm. It is the parents, and they can send their children to school by all means, but they've got to do so without delegating the responsibility. They can t you can delegate the Activity, but never the responsibility. Yeah. And we need to restore this concept very strongly in our culture. That's right. And also we recognize that's not an easy task mm. to be a parent mm. today. That's right. What I would like to say also during this broadcast, um, David, 
that would love to pray mm. for those people who may uh, experience difficulties. Yes. They may have broken relationships. Mm. They may have struggles with their children. We're talking today about uh, spirituality in families. That possible today mm. uh, with God. Everything is possible. It is. And we need to give ourselves to God. Yeah. We need to kneel down. We need to uh, spend time mm. with God uh, because we cannot do it on ourselves. Mm. And too often we try things on our own uh, yes. power and that's why we fail. Yes. I'm encouraging uh, each one of us and our listeners to uh, not to be shy and even ask. We are happy to pray with you. Yeah. If you have a prayer request, again, please send us a text mm. message uh, with a prayer request or um, some uh, uh, some other inquiries you have in regard to this topic. We recognize that this is a very sensitive, sen- sensible uh, topic today. Um, but David, we have uh, just a few more minutes, maybe three, four minutes mm. uh, uh, today. How would you like to bring it together yes, a little bit, and maybe yes. just uh, share with our listeners uh, from uh, you know from what you see mm. uh, as uh, as a leader, you know, also for Family Voice Australia, yeah, yeah. and uh, as a parent, uh, what would what would you like to share yes, with our yes. listeners in in a few minutes? Yes, well, the the culture in which children are being raised and in which families are operating is becoming increasingly problematic. Uh, the the infiltration of the internet uh, it's as close now as everyone's pocket or purse the the deluge of pornography that's going on through the internet uh, is, is such a challenge and um, this this rights philosophy that you've alluded to is a real issue as well having said all that we can still raise our children in the right way and making sure that our relationships with them are right we can then begin to make them resilient towards these negative influence that are coming upon them. So those early years are crucial. Uh, but I do take very seriously what you're saying about some of our listeners being in, in difficult situations. Well, God is in the business of reconciliation. He's reconciled the world. He, he is reconciling the world to him through Christ. As we profess faith in Christ, we come into that saving grace and because god is in the business of reconciliation we now have that ministry of reconciliation so we are seeking to build relationships and we need to start restoring relationships it doesn't matter how bad they've got if we can begin to restore relationships that is a wonderful thing mm. I have a, a very quickly another text uh, message from uh, one of our listeners and it's pointing out uh, why to pass the uh, the button I think it says uh, for those yet born if Jesus is coming soon I think family it's in existence mm. um, you know from the beginning until yes, Jesus comes yes. and it's very important you know even more now than we uh, when we're expecting yeah. Jesus to yes. come it's more important to lead and direct mm. uh, the young ones uh, to be prepared for right. an event like this we don't know when the Lord will return he himself said he didn't know it's in the father's hands and that means we need to be prepared for right now and we need to be prepared for 100,000 years. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and again, I want, uh, before we closing, I want to to thank uh, all of our uh, listeners who send us uh, messages. 
and uh, requesting the book again. You can still request the wonderful book Family First uh, by um, sending a text to zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one and request that book right now with the code SA twenty six. SA26 and this book is yours uh, free of charge and no obligation and I was just going to um, uh, mention to Marge um, our listener because uh, I just realized there that the younger one which is named Olivia Claire we are praying for Olivia uh, and uh, may God richly bless you and enjoy and grow together, you know, with the beautiful child uh, there. Now, uh, time is almost uh, up, uh, David, and uh, I wonder if you would like to pray for us today. Thank you. Our Father, we thank you for the gift of family and for its wonderful anchoring in creation at right at the beginning and its wonderful anchoring right in the end of history when that wedding between the bride and uh, the bridegroom will occur. And we long for that day and we thank you that as we understand the prophetic purpose of family, of marriage and of parenting, that there is meaning in the madness and that the story of grace can be role played in our marriages and in our families. So I pray for all of our listeners, uh, those who are married, those who are aspiring to marry, those who have children, those who are aspiring to have children, those who are grandparents uh, or aspiring in that direction, that your grace will abound. I pray that they will put their trust in you and uh, understand that as you're in the business of reconciliation, so we too must now be in that business one with another. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, our time is up. Uh, but uh, please join us uh, next time when we are going to uh, talk about the Bible, manipulation and the rise of cults. That will be an interesting one. Until then, may God richly bless you and have a safe journey walk with Jesus our Lord. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. We are born one fine day children of smiles and daddy cries a miracle before they rise they protect us till we're of age through it all love remains a boy moves Joy
baby, what I do on this earth without you? We all live and we all die, but the end is not goodbye. The sun comes up and the seasons change, and through it all, love remains. And love